the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Freedom in Christ, week one. Who am I? This week we start the Freedom in Christ discipleship course. The main reading is Genesis chapter one. This this course really is taking us right back to the beginning. Um, I think the the title tonight is... um, where did I come from? But I really want to entitle, um, uh, as you can see from my books, it's, it's a course, Freedom in Christ, didn't, didn't my course, um, for copyright reasons. Um, uh, but it, I want to entitle it, Who Are You? Because that's really the key. And I suppose those questions are interlinked because that builds up our, what we call our worldview. Our worldview is um, where did we come from, who we are, um, why did it? Why is it in such a mess? <laughs> and uh, what are we going to do about it? What's what, what's going to happen? Or how do we make it better? Or where are we going? Who we are? Why are we here? Where are we going? At the the three central uh, questions of life, really. Thankfully, at the beginning of the Bible, the Bible gives us a great picture of what we are like: formless, empty, dark um, identity, our purpose, our direction. But thankfully, the Spirit of God is hovering, and uh, he's the one who opens our eyes, and um, we can look at that. We would, uh, we would have done a, a bit of exercise tonight, but we can't really, because we, we shouldn't be talking to each other. Uh, you said we don't talk to each other anyway. Careful now. Um, um, to find out uh, who, who someone is next door, and of course, we can, we can um, say, well, my name's David Jenkins. Well, that's not really who I am. That's my name, isn't it? Um, I could say, well, um, I live in Oakdale from Trinant. And they say, well, that's not really who you are, Dave. That's where you're from. And you could say, well, I, I'm an optician. Well, Dave, that's not really who you are. That's what you do. And uh, we really want to get at the root and because all those mask what um, we are. This is what someone said. It's it, uh, a bit of truth in it. I wouldn't go all the way. This is what it says. Everything that holds you back in life, everything that limits you, finds its root in the lie about your identity. And as we go through this study, we'll understand there's a lot of truth in that. Um, because when we understand who we are, we're going to look at ourselves, what, what God created us. We're going to look at ourselves, where we are outside of Christ. And then as, as we progress, we're going to see where we are in Christ. And um, so we can grow, we can be fruitful, and we can be at liberty. You know what? I've been in church a long time, all my life. And uh, y- you wonder why some don't grow. You wonder why some are not fruitful as they should be. You wonder why some are not free as they can be. And thankfully, this course addresses why and how we can get to the point where we, those, those habits, those sins, those hurts, those character flaws that, you know, I don't know about you, but there's, we've all gone through it. Uh, sometimes there's a, is a particular sin or particular habit or particular character flaw that we, we do. We say, Lord, I'm sorry, don't we? And then 
just maybe some, just a few days or, or maybe a week. Or, and we do it again. And there's that circle of re, a sin, repent, forgiveness. And you know, God says, no, 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 no. Come on. You have the ability, I give you the ability to break free from those things. Let's read the, our first verse tonight. Uh, John 8. You'll know the one verse, but remember we always say, read the verses around it because that will get its con, uh, context. John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my, are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now that's a lovely verse, that you will know the truth, and it will set you free. Well, of course, again, that's okay, but read the verse before. If you abide in my word, if you dwell in my word, if you stay in my word, if, if my word soaks into you, Okay, we will find that. Let's see where we are. Um, yeah, that's who we really are. But, of course, um, that's, that's the outer, outer shell, isn't it? Um, you can cut an arm off, but I'll still be me. You can cut off two arms and a leg. Carry on. But is that who I really am? Um, and thankfully, the Bible says, no, 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 no. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16. So for now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So the, the trouble is we, we view people, we see people with our worldly eyes. But remember that everyone, even the people that are the most lowest of the low, the most the torags of society, are loved by God, are loved by God, and were created by God. That's interesting, isn't it? And sometimes we, as, as um, Geraldine said on Sunday, when uh, Uncle Clive prayed for that um, terrorist, she, she said, oh, how dare she he pray? But you know what? God loves them just as much as he loves us, doesn't he? And we find that difficult to understand because they, they've, they've committed heinous crimes. But let's, let me just say, therefore the grace of God, given the opportunity and, and the, you know, the, the circumstances, it's amazing what we can think, and think about doing, isn't it? <laughs> um, especially before we were Christians. So the Bible says, no, 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 no. We are physically alive because God created us. The Bible says God breathed into us. But more than that, the Bible says, what, what, what's the difference between us and the animals? Genesis 2, what did he say? God breathed into man and he became a living being. Um, the Bible says we were created in the image of God, in his likeness. Now, we, we are not gods. We are not God. We were made in his image. Now, we, we were made godly, but never ever listen to the lie. Now, I've heard it even said in churches, you can be gods. That is a downright lie. We were made godly in the image of God, like, like as you look into the mirror, but we are not gods. But we were, we were created body, this body used for uh, transport and communication and uh, uh, eating and reproduction and all that thing. But of course, this body, that's all people think it is. And uh, it isn't. It's going to go. We are, we are soul, which is the real person, isn't it? That's the real you in the sense that your emotion, your reason, and your what we call volition, your will. That's you. And we were created with spirit, uh, con uh, conscience, intuition, devotion. Um, I tell you what, let me give you a question. 
you look at back when God created us, and you'll see uh, the wonder of creation. Um, how about someone tell me, uh, Genesis 1, 28, the five-fold blessing of creation on humankind. Five-fold blessing. See, it's good to just break the word open. Just, see, just read it and just let it speak to you. That's what Wesley said. Let the word of God speak to you. Genesis 1, verse 28. Be fruitful. One. Next one. Multiply. Increase in number. Third. Replenish. Fill the earth. Number four. Subdue. And number five. Rule and reign. Now, thankfully, in the New Testament... We can spiritualize all those. We can reign in life. We can be fruitful. We can multiply. Why? Because God is restoring that which we lost. So we, we are made body, soul, spirit. And when the God made us, he made us like him. So we are made with the ability to create, to choose, to be moral beings. And to be able to commune with God. I love the picture where the Bible says God came down in the cool of the day. It was a regular pattern. After, after Adam was given, a, what did he have to do? Till the ground, the Bible says. Just look after the ground. There was no such thing as weeds then. So it was pretty, pretty nice going, wasn't it? Till the ground, have purpose. And uh, I'm, with, I'm with Eve. Don't know whether Eve was doing the cooking then, who knows. Um, but it was, it was a wonderful. And the, at the end of the day, God came down. There was... Uninhibited relationship, intimacy with God. So we see that beautiful picture we made in the image of God, creative choice, communing with God, all those beautiful things, morally upright, perfect choosing. We had the right. There's where we were. Spiritually alive, the creation blessing. And um, that's what God created us to be. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18. For the light and moment for the land, she reigned for us in eternal glory, the Father, ways and all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. See, again, that speaks to us about the physical. That People say, this is all that is. The Bible says, no, 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 no. Actually, the physical is temporal. The unseen, the spiritual, is eternal. God is spirit. He is eternal. He created us spiritually alive. We had communion with him. So what is that? The first thing that that gives us when we were created. First thing it does. Significance. Significance. You were created. Verse 28. We just read it. That's the, that's the blessing. We were created. Why? We had significance because we were in relationship with God. God, we had purpose because we knew him. We knew him. We knew him. Next one. Security. The Bible says, verse um, 29, I will give you seed bearing. Of course, the only, as we said the other day, the only one benefit, the only one, sadly, of the flood was that we became uh, meat eaters. Before that, we were vegetarians. And, but the Bible says... You are totally secure because I will supply your need. I will supply your need. More than that, 
he said, he saw him and he said, there's more to be done. I want him to be accepted as well. So the Bible said to Adam, um, I want to uh, make you a, a companion. She's going to be by your side. She's going to be a helpmate and she's going to be yours forever. Because remember, he was created not for life forever. He wasn't created to die. And um, Adam said, oh, dear, dear. He said, that's going to cost me a lot. And how much is that going to cost me, Lord? He said, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg, Adam. He said, oh, what can I get for a rib? Boom, boom. That's not the story, but it's still quite funny. What can I get for a rib? But out of his side, and there with the accepted with God and with each other. The Bible said they were naked, nothing to hide, nothing to cover up, intimate relationship with each other and with the Father. That is what we were created for. Nothing between. Open, honest before God. Why? Because we were created. Secure, significant, security, and acceptance. The question is there now. Uh, you can have, maybe, I don't know if you ever thought about this. When Adam and Eve were created, what do you think life was like at the beginning? Before they sinned? What a wonder. I remember someone saying, you know, all those, all those physical records we have today of, it used to be Bob Beeman with a long jump, and it didn't Bob Beeman anymore. It's um, Mike Powell got the world record for long jump. That would have been nothing to, to Adam and Eve because they were, un, sin hadn't entered. Sin hadn't entered. There, there, would be, there would be no arguments. Ooh. They would both have been right. Of course, wouldn't they? So or, or I wonder, uh, such... You can, you can just imagine it. He takes sin out of the picture. takes selfishness out of the picture. What a beautiful place it was. Where God, where you were in total communion with God. Nothing between us and God. No, no noise, no background noise. But, of course, the sad thing about it is this. All those wonderful things. That is what God intended. What happened? Well, consequence of the four. Um, Genesis 2 Genesis 2, let's read that where God did warn them, pre-warn them Genesis 2, 16, 17 And the Lord God commanded the man You are free to eat from any tree in the garden But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil For when you eat of it you will surely die You see, God, God tells us the consequence of sin. And uh, we, we looked at the questions that God asked, the questions right at the beginning of time, where are you and um, uh, who have you been talking to? And that awful, awesome question he said to Eve, what have you done? What have you done? And we see the, the fall in humanity. Let me just read out what the Bible says to us. Now we're outside of Christ. I just wrote these down. This is what the Lord describes us of. Sinners, rebels, unregenerate, lost, blind, unbelieving, unsaved, proud, deceived, fools, futile, filthy, fleshly, worldly, children of the devil, selfish, self-centered, self-interest, self-reliant, independent, haters of God, ultimately under the wrath of God and dead. Never ever underestimate the power of sin. And uh, we see the effects today, don't we? Um, uh, of course, we're in the middle of one of the effects of illness. When the whole of creation fell, 
uh, illness entered the, entered the planet. And uh, the word is entropy, death and decay. We, weren't create, we were created to live forever. But no, we surely did die physically. It took a long time, 900 odd years. But spiritually, instantaneously. Instantaneously. The Bible says, now we are dead, dark, blind. The devil blinds us. Um, Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 3. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the force of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the earth. Well, that's a great picture. Dead, enemies, fleshly, worldly, under the wrath of God. Dead to him. You see, it's very important to understand. Some people would love to throw out Genesis and Revelation, of course, two of the most important books, where we began and how it will end. And if we don't understand Genesis, if we throw Genesis out, we, we can't understand what we call sin theology, original sin theology, because the Bible is very clear that Adam and Eve, we all, we all came from them. Um, if we don't believe that, then we have no understanding of sin and where we are and the fall and all those things. But the Bible is very clear. Romans 5 verse 12. Well, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because of sin. One, One man. Because yeah. all sin. Because all sin. As someone said, we are sinners not because we sin. No, we sin because we are sinners. Our hearts are dark, and the Bible says the enemy blinds us. We can't see. You're sometimes talking to someone. They have no comprehension um, because ultimately God has got to open their eyes. And if someone says, well, I don't understand, well, we can, as our homework from next week will be trying to get the gospel in as clear a message as we can. Unless the Lord opens their eyes, they ain't going to see. And that's why we need to pray and, and, and oversee them and, and bring them to the Lord in, in, relation, in, in prayer. Lost knowledge of God. Darkening their understanding. Yeah, keep going. No one was not, he knew that he was not longer in relationship with him. What happened then? Here we are. This is what happened. The Bible says, as soon as he, he knew, as soon as he ate, the Bible says, God says, where are you? Where are you? I was afraid. Uh, let's read that. Uh, Genesis 3, 7 to 10, to see what the consequences were. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord, God walking the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. 
Yeah. Sad. All because um, he chose to be God himself. Yes, that's what it was all about, wasn't it? He chose to, to usurp God, push God aside and say, well, I can do, even though he'd been warned, God, this is the way, yet you usurp God. And of course, now we are in the midst of it. Someone read Ephesians 4 as well, um, 4, 17 to 19. So I tell you this, and I insist on it, people know, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the purity of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. So we see the fall. First thing we see, fearful and anxiety. They tell us, as we look at a moment, depression. The second most prominent mental health issue is anxiety. Isn't it amazing? You've only got to go outside here, and many people are afraid to death, literally afraid to death, of going out, talking to anybody and, and all, the, all that kind of thing and, and fear of many, many things, isn't it? Um, fear, anxiety was one of the, I was afraid, I was afraid. Next thing, they were guilty and shameful. Why? Now they used to have a, a point of significance. Now their relationship was broken. Their relationship, they were guilty and shameful. Then they felt rejected. Oh, dear, dear, dear. We have a world of young people. Filled with rejection. Filled with rejection. And that's why peer pressure. So when we look at the gang system, the gang system is, is young people who have been rejected, who have no family, who have no uh, people to come around them. And so they need that. We need that. We were built to belong, belong to God and belong to each other. And peer pressure. So they feel rejected. You can click through. through just, thanks. Need for significance. Need for acceptance. Of course, ultimately, they felt weak and powerless. They, had, they could not do. But as we see in a moment, we, even though we can't get back to God, we still try in our own strength or try and replace God. And the last one, they were um, depressed and angry. They tell us, um, the latest figures, that one in four, one in four people will suffer depression. In, uh, in Britain, and, and more, more men, nearly twice as, twice as many women than men, I should say, although it's interesting, when it comes to suicide, men are three times more likely. So women I must, must be able to cope with their depression better than as men. Sounds like it. But it's, it's, it's a tragedy, isn't it? Where that was not what we were created for. All those negative emotions weren't there at the beginning of time. Why? Because... They were in relationship with God. There was nothing between. There was no sin. There was no broken covenant. The sad thing is this. Okay, let me just have a little think in a minute. I will pause thought too. How about those feelings? I wonder if we get any of those even today. Interesting. Now, we've got to be careful because um, there is a difference between, in, when we come to God, into the house of God, between conviction and condemnation, isn't it? 
Um, because if we don't come into the house and be convicted, because we've all got things that we need to get right, then we're in trouble. But sometimes the devil will come and whisper and change conviction into condemnation. And we'll go out on our knees. Not before the Lord either. <laughs> um, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. See, God wants to take us further and higher. So he's got to say, Dave, there's areas, come on now. But of course, the devil will come along and he, what does he say? Yeah, Dave will never go over that. That'll be with you forever. You, you've never, you've ne you can't break it. You're going to be like that. You, you, you were useless. You're this, you're that, and the other. It's a lie of the devil. And we see all these negative emotions when we're out of fellowship with the Lord. The, tra the tragedy is the world and our unregenerate state tries to make up for those things that only God can bring. We do. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end is death. The end is death. Pride, my way, the own way. We know about the, the, the vacuum in us that we want to try and fill, and we try and fill it. So how do we do it? For, so for significance, we have to perform. We have to accomplish things. Now, you see, there's nothing wrong with those things, is it? We, 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 we want to do those things, but they cannot replace God. And our relationship with God. So we, we perform, we, we, uh, and of course the Bible says, um, the pride of life, the, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the world tries and fills those voids. The other, for security, we want status and recognition. What do people th who do people think I am? Ooh, reputation. To bring security. To bring security. And of course, to bring acceptance, we have to, we want people to admire us. And uh, we uh, put on our makeup, don't we? No, that's not really. The, the, the bottom line is this. We try and fulfill it in our own way. Thankfully, the Bible always tells us that never works. The, one of the, the most interesting books, and uh, if you're in a bad mood, or if you're not feeling too good, don't read it. Ecclesiastes. Where Solomon... Solomon, the Bible says, he tried everything he could. Women, wine, money, architecture, building, literature, all the great arts. He tried it all. And this is his summation. He said, meaningless, mean, or, or in the old one, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. <laughs> Bernard Langer, by the time he was 28, great golfer, won the Masters twice. He said, I basically cheat everything I wanted to. And realize that the material things don't make me happy. And there must be more in this life than accumulating money in the bank, winning tournaments, being admired, being uh, adored. And he came to know the Lord. Muhammad Ali, I told you before, when he'd finished his career and, and he was being interviewed by one of the uh, magazines. And, and um, he came to the house and he took him to, I think it was a barn and... And Muhammad Ali showed him the barn. In the barn was all, all the pictures of him winning the fights, and they, they, were, they were covered in, in uh, dust, and there was the, the belts there. And uh, as they left the barn, this is what he said to the, 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 the uh, journalist, that means nothing. That means nothing now. Elvis, just, just a few weeks before he died, Elvis, uh, you said you wanted three things in life, being popular, uh, being successful, and being happy. Are you happy, Elvis? These are his words. I'm as lonely as hell. 42 years of age. 42 years of age. Uh, you see, why? Because we try 
it, it, my way. We substitute what God wants to give us to try and bring significance, security, and acceptance. So even we try a bit of religion as well, don't we? So, you know, we can be religious because the Bible tells us about in the Old Testament, if you do this, you, you see, there's nothing wrong with the law of God, is there? The problem is my heart. There's nothing wrong with the seed. It's the soil. And uh, you say, well, why did God give the law if he knew that we couldn't do it? Let me tell you why he did it. This is what the word says. Galatians 3. So the Bible says the law is for one reason. Of course, it's to, it's to show us. It's a, it's a tutor. It's a schoolmaster. It's someone who trains young men in their moral and physical health. He, he's the one who gets a hold of them and says, this is the way. And the law says, Dave, you were guilty. You were guilty. You need a savior. You need someone to take the place of you. You are guilty. And the Bible is very clear. We cannot do it on our own. We are lost. And we looked at all those, those um, descriptions of what we are. And if you, if you stay there, you'll be most depressed. What God says of you outside of him. But you know what? They are there for a purpose to tell us how great our need is. How great our need is but how great our Savior is. How great our Savior is. Why? What he, it was all about Jesus. It's always all about him. About him. Let's read those verses uh, again. 2 Corinthians 5. Let's go from verse 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Look, new things have come. Everything, from, everything is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ. God who was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. We made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amazing. Jesus came, and his message, John especially, um, life, light and life. We were dead. We are still dead outside of him. We are cut off from God. Remember, our spirit, our soul and spirit, uh, our spirit is supposed to be connected to God and actually inform our soul, which is the real person, how to live, how, how we're supposed to be. But of course, outside of God, that's cut off. So what happens? We live a soulish life. Soulish life means we, uh, our own reason, our own emotions, and our own volition. We do it our, on our own way. But that's not what we created. When Bible, Jesus came to bring life, to reconnect our spirits to the Lord. 
So we had life now. Now we, our conscience is enlightened. Now we, we can commune with God. We can hear God. We can know God, not know about God. Again, there's such a vast difference. People, even sadly in the church, know much about God, but don't know him. Don't know him. And when the word comes, it speaks to us as a father to a son and daughter. It, it, it moves us. It changes us. Why? Because now it's relationship, not knowing about him, but knowing him. And it's all life. I've come to give you life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Dead, gone, life to come. Fantastic. So now, now, our significance, our security, our acceptance, that which was lost at the fall, now is regained in Jesus. Now we are sons and daughters of the living God. Uh, no longer having to fight and, and to perform, as we just said, what we say, uh, to accomplish. Nothing wrong with that. We, with the Bible says everything you find, do, you, you find yourself doing, do with all your might. But you know what? It doesn't matter what people think. It's not our performance or accomplishment, status or recognition, appearance or what. If people admire us, you know why? Because in, um, in 50 years' time when you're dead, most people ain't, ain't going to bother with you. I've just been looking at some of the graves of my ancestors um, in Trinit and down in the um, down in the uh, in Aberbeeg. Uh, some been gone over hundred years, and uh, looking at the one grave, I don't think anyone's been there for hundred years. Um, my my great grandparents um, down in Aberbeeg, and, and you see, it'll, it'll fade into insignificance. But with God, we have eternal life. We have life itself restored in Jesus. In Jesus. 1 John 5. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testament in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be alive because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. We have life in Jesus. It's all about him. It's in him, through him. That which we were cut off from, all the things that we were created for, significance, security, acceptance, in him now. Brought back, brought back, by Jesus himself. And uh, as we will look at uh, some of the... And um, uh, for your homework this week, a couple of things, really. Um, in, on page, I think it's page 12, I think it's 12 and 13, you have a list of things, um, of verses from the, from the Bible. I am significant, I am secure, I am accepted. Use those this week in your quiet times. And uh, we may say a few of those now, in fact, but um, you see, when we say those... Our feel, I read in a couple of testimonies who have done this, this, this course, and they say our feelings didn't alter, but our behavior, our thinking changed. And that's it, you see. See, we can read some of these in a moment, and uh, we can say, well, Dave, I don't feel this way. But that is a choice. Now, that, now, uh, now my spirit is going to inform my, 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 my soul, because my soul is, is emotion. Lord, I don't, I don't feel. Uh, go back to the first one. I'm saying it. Okay. Um, I'm no longer worthy of the I'm, I'm, I'm special. I'm a branch of the true vine, Jesus tonight. Next one. I'm a temple of God. I'm God's fellow. I'm a minister of reconciliation. You see, you say, Dave, well, I don't feel any of those tonight. So what happens? What do we do? We take God's word over our feelings. 
We say, God, I don't feel that way, but that's what you say. Now, you see, we, took, now we, we, we can argue with God, but who's going to lose? And we're going to stay in the same place as we are, feeding all those things that we shouldn't feel, because God has said we are not those things. Now, the first thing, obviously, we've got to come into a relationship with him, and maybe some of you at home have never, ever come to know the Lord, never given him your life, never said, Lord, I'm dead, I'm in my sin. You see, Thankfully, it is as simple as asking God for realizing who you are, realizing, realizing who he is, and asking for his mercy and forgiveness and life, and life. And when you do, the Bible says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Bless the Lord. So then we, we come to those other verses. Let's just have a couple. How about let's read the first one together. I am no longer guilty, unprotected, alone, or abandoned in Christ. I am totally secure. That's what God says. That's what God says. I will not accept it. Top one again. I am no longer rejected, unloved, or dirty in Christ. I am completely accepted, God says. Now, how about the next one? I am God's child i'm christ's friend what amazing 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 now you again good to go home and just absorb those into your heart um so that's that's something we can do now I, I, this is a really good good thing we can do and we maybe go we maybe every one of us can say this next week that the, the one homework is this can you summarize we're talking a non-christian can you summarize the gospel message in a few sentences. That's good, isn't it? Because we, again, I've been in church all my life, and I can we, we can come to come to the people and use all the big languages, can't we? And we can think, what? Well, I wonder if they understand any of that. But it's good to bring it down into simple language, and we'll do that next week. Have a think about it next week. Just a few few sentences. Um, the gospel message in a few sentences. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.